And look at these silly people. Even a fox will knock down their wall. But the people continue to build. So the devil knows that if he can't attack us from the outside, he's going to start attacking us on the inside. If he can't win by having people mock us, he's going to have the people that are closest to us rip us apart. And one of the favorite weapons of the devil is selfishness, which leads to anger. And if the devil, our enemy, can get us to think only about ourselves and only about our needs, he wins the victory. Because we don't even realize he's at work in us. As soon as we start putting ourselves above others, it's then that we exploit others to have our own way. And when we don't get our way, what happens? We get angry. You see their kids. And when we're angry, we hurt those that are closest to us. Now everyone, I just, when we raise our hands, everyone gets angry, don't we? It's a normal emotion. And in this morning's scripture passage, we read that Nehemiah gets not just angry, it says that he gets very angry. The Hebrew here shows it's an inner emotion right from his inner guts, like Nizamite. He is very angry. It comes out from his inner being. He is angry because people were abusing his family in a way. There are two kinds of anger. The first kind that we can look at is kind of what, what's happening with Nehemiah. It's not flaring out of some sinful temper, but an expression of extreme disappointment, indignation. The feelings of anger when, when we hear about child abuse. It's the feeling of anger when we know that we can't make a moral stand. It's that feeling of anger knowing that we as Christians should do something because the world is messing up so badly. It's the kind of anger that Jesus had when he threw out the money changers out of the temple. And I'd like to call that more as a, a righteous kind of anger. Those things that bother so much because we do follow Christ our Lord. But the second kind of anger is that immediate kind of anger that snaps. It says harsh words and it's quick to do harm. And many times that's the one we're most familiar with. In that kind of anger we can never deal with in a positive way. So often we hold on to those angry feelings in our lives and we sense those feelings of anger and bitterness growing and that resentment and pretty soon that anger creates more anger and bitterness and more, more just that, that angst. And what happens? It snaps and we break. In this Martin scripture passage, the enemy says, I can't get the people on the outside to make fun of the people so they quit. So I'm going to start working inside their lives. So it says that the people started to complain. And they had a right to complain because the government was being harsh to them. And who was the government? Their very own people. Jews were ripping off the Jews. That would be just like Don, you know, in his construction or whatever he does. 
And um, he wants to go over here and help Bob. Because Bob has something that has to be taken care of at his condo. And Bob goes to Don and says, Don, you know, we go to church together. You know, I'm willing to pay you, but can you help me fix this electrical problem in my house? So Don, on a Saturday afternoon, goes to Bob's house and, and does some rewiring so that Bob can have whatever he needs in his garage and he wants to hook up an air compressor, let's say. And uh, everybody's happy. And Don starts thinking, you know, I was there all day Saturday. That has to be at least time and a half. Let's just double time. And Don sends a huge bill to Bob. $6,000 to move a plug. Okay? Does that work for you, Don? That's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> But then we've got Bob over here. He opens up that bill. Whoa! How are you going to feel, Bob? Angry. Angry. That's exactly what was happening in this morning's scripture passage. Fellow brothers and sisters in their faith were ripping each other off. The wealthier people who were really elected as the government governors and the city council were taking away from the other Jews that they worshiped with and ripping them off. They were saying, you owe us money, so well, I can't pay it. Well, then I'm going to take your vineyard. So Bob says to Don, I can't pay it. So Don goes over to the county seat and puts a lien against his condo. Now how are you going to feel? Really angry. Really angry. <laughs> That's what was happening here. Fellow believers were ripping each other off. They were taking from each other. Well, you can't pay me, so I'm going to repossess your vineyard. You can't pay me, so I'm going to take your daughter. And what do they do with the girls that they take? They sell them back into slavery to the Gentiles. So they're here as slaves, and the Jews want them back, so the Jews have to pay back to the Gentiles to get them back. And this was causing more and more hatred. And the people were angry. So they went to Nehemiah. Nehemiah, you have us building this wall. We've been giving our time and energy. We're doing a great job. But, but you know, we're losing our vineyards. We're losing our daughters. Help us! And it says that Nehemiah did what? He got very angry. But he didn't fly off the handle. What did he do? He took time and he consulted with himself. He sought God's direction and really got control of his feelings. And in all cases with our anger, we've got to deal with that inner emotion, don't we? And, uh, Kirk, you know that I'm a very calm guy, right? I never get angry, right? Never. I'm one that I have to watch my anger. Because it's easy for me to snap. And I was reading some articles this past week about it, and they're saying, you know, when you feel angry, just time out. It's a seek God. Relax. 
and don't talk to anyone for a little bit. Just get away before you say some things that will hurt others. And really, that's what Nehemiah did. He, he was torqued off that fellow believers were ripping each other off. I'd be torqued off, Don, if you did that to Bob. I'd say, what are you thinking? And Don said, well, it's my privilege to charge him that way. I'd have to really control my tongue. But Nehemiah, he stepped back and calmed down. After Nehemiah dealt with his anger, he called everybody together to rebuke him. So in a few minutes here, we're going to learn how we can deal with our anger and the enemy that wants to destroy us from the inside. Because when we're angry, we're destroying our lives and others. The first thing that Nehemiah did was he appealed to their love. Kind of an odd thing, isn't it? He appealed to the people. He reminded them. He said, guys, you're doing damage to your own people. You're doing damage to your own family. <coughs> he tried to show them exactly who they were harming. He said, guys, it's not the enemies down the road. But it's the Jewish remnant. It's your own people, your own friends that you're destroying. Let me ask you this this morning. When selfishness and anger invades our lives, who does it harm the most? Those who are closest to us. Spouse, our family, our kids, our friends, the people we work with. That's what hurts. And when anger flies in our face and it doesn't go the way we had planned, our love will suffer. You know, I, I think of John Janus that how in the world could he let his wife stand on that corner? That's an extreme. But husbands here this morning, have you ever said anything that hurt your wife so deeply? How about our wives? In that burst of anger, have you ever said something that you knew would just cut to your husband's heart? When we have that bad kind of anger, not the righteous kind of anger, but when we have that bad kind of anger, we're only thinking of ourselves, and when we burst into that angry part, we hurt those who love. We love. So Nehemiah is saying to this group, he had together, guys, why are you taking a vineyard from someone who loves God? Why are you taking this man's daughter? You worship a temple with him. Don't you see what you're doing? So when we're at that point of anger in our lives, let's just time out. Let's think about who we're going to hurt the most. I've been a part of the church since I was a little kid. 
I've been a pastor for 25 years. One of the most upsetting things that I've seen in my ministry is people in church destroying each other. Who do we think we are? Destroying God's children. Nehemiah says, think about those you love. Think about our church. We love each other. The second thing, Nehemiah turns to the Word of God. Whenever you're angry, you take that time out, think about what God's Word says. And you say, well, Brad, it doesn't say that Nehemiah went to the temple and he read the Torah. No. But what he does is he starts explaining the law, the Word of God to this group that he pulled together. He said, in God's Word, Moses forbade the Jews to collect interest and to use that money for their own use. He said, you guys are absolutely ignoring the word of God because it says every 50 years the Jews celebrated the year of Jubilee. And at this time, all loans would be forgiven. All the land would return back to the original owner and slaves would be given their freedom. He said, this is the 50th year we are to provide for the weak and the poor. You cannot continue to oppress people. And he says, when we burn with anger, he says, think about God. When we get angry, think about God. How much he has forgiven us for the times that we made a total mess out of our lives. In this article I've been reading, as I've been kind of thinking about my anger, this author is saying the best thing to do is to go to a quiet place and just start reading the Psalms. My favorite Psalm is Psalm 121. I look to the hills from where will my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. When you're at that point where you don't know which way to turn, look up to the hills. Look up to God. And say, God, call my spirit. The third thing that Nehemiah was concerned for, they were God's people. And he says, stop destroying yourselves. They had such a great vision of building this wall to protect themselves. It says in earlier scripture passages that the people had a mind to work. They were excited to, to build the wall. Little children and, and elderly grandparents and, and rich people and poor people, the priests and business people, they all had a mind to build the wall. That was exciting. We're all in this together. But now all of a sudden they started harming themselves. As I just said a minute ago, churches have been destroyed by not people on the outside, by people on the inside. You know what? God cares for us. So much that he sent his son to die on the cross for us. Just think about how great that was. How in the world can we destroy people that are in that same relationship as we are? I've shared with you before that when I was in high school, that was during the, the farm crisis of the Midwest. It was a terrible time. Interest rates were sky high. 
Uh, commodity prices went down to nothing. Just before all this, banks were telling farmers, go buy more land, go buy more machinery. You know, we're gonna farm from fence post to fence post, we're gonna feed the world, go buy! And a few years later, the banks are saying, pay us back. And it crushed a lot of the kids I went to school with, my friends, family. And it was a terrible, terrible time in Northwest Iowa, Southwest Minnesota. There was a, a man in our church. His name was Stan. And Stan, in the 70s, he was a, a, a he had a huge milking parlor, he milked cows, he, he farmed, he was doing well. The farm crisis, it took everything he had. In an auction, he had to sell his farm, all of his machinery. He bought a house in Sibley with his family and he started working at Chase Bay, making popcorn bags for microwave popcorn. An utterly crushed and a broken man. Well, a week after his farm auction, he was sitting in a local restaurant in Sibley, Iowa. His back was to the door and people came in and sat in the booth right behind him that he couldn't see. But he could hear their conversation. And in their conversation, this, these, four couple, or these two couples that were sitting in that booth started laughing and making fun of Stan and his family because he had to have a farm auction. And one of the guys said, yeah, he said, Stan, he must just be a very poor manager. He lost his farm. I can't believe a guy could be so foolish and stupid. Stan heard that. He got up, he looked at who was sitting that behind him. It was people from his own church. My dad was an elder in the church at that time. I know Stan came and talked to my dad. He said, Howard, he says, it would have hurt me if it would have been someone from the other county saying those things about me. But he says it was people from my own church. Four years later, Stan died, I say, not of a heart attack. and argue and tear each other apart and get angry at one another. Why in the world do we do that? And that's why Nehemiah got angry at the parent. The devil laughs when we destroy each other. How many here have been hurt because of anger? of the world. We are called to be a witness. 
same is true for us. We are called to let the light of God shine rather than just blowing it and losing our top. And especially not to be tearing apart someone in our fellowship or another Christian. And yet so often when we're angry, that's what happens. And the last thing that Nehemiah did was says, you know what, I gotta show my own life. He practiced what he preached. In order to show this, he shook out his robes. He said, see, I'm not keeping any money. I'm not stealing from anybody. He says, I want to set a good example. I got angry. But now I want to live. I know oftentimes when I was growing up, I was very impatient. I'd get angry. I know you can't hardly believe that. You know, Don, you can't believe that, can you? Not at all. Don and I have spent a lot of time together. My mom would often say, Brad, just cool it. I need to pray to cool it. And I want to set an example to you. And you set an example to your spouse, to your children, your grandchildren, your nieces and nephews, the people that you work with. That you're going to live beyond. You're going to live beyond Jesus Christ. We can be angry about things that would make Christ angry. But let's not be angry out of selfishness and try to put ourselves above others. Let's all pray for help that we can be a light to this hard and dark world that we can show what it means to follow Christ. We have children by your own area around here. Joe and Mary, we got a couple sitting right there. You know. Let's show the kids that we don't win by losing, but that we win by showing Christ's love. Bob, well, I feel for you. You're sitting in, in Chicago traffic, and you're dealing with thousands of Crazy people around you. Doesn't pay to get angry. Doesn't pay to get on the CD and yell. Neither does it pay for any of us to blow our tops. Terry Rusher, a young man from Village Northwest in Iowa, but I got you know, severe mental and physical disabilities. And um, he was just an amazing guy. And one of his supporting families bought Terry a very expensive citizen's watch. And Terry would love to tell people about that watch that he had got from a friend. Well, Terry was very open about that beautiful watch, cold watch, got from a friend. And at night he'd take it off and set it on, on the counter. Well, one morning he woke up and the watch was gone. And another resident at the house that he lived in had that watch on. And Terry goes, that's my watch. 
you keep it. Harry could have been angry. He could have said, I want my watch back. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your word this morning about Nehemiah. Oh, how easy it is for the devil to work in our own lives and we destroy each other. We destroy people who love Jesus. We destroy our family and our friends and those who are closest to us. Forgive us. Father, help us to focus our energy in those things that we truly should be angry about. The morality in our world hurting of children, the abuse of others, oppressing people. How do let us be angry about those things? But let us not be angry and destroy those people around us. Let us take time out. Let us reflect on your word. I lift my eyes to the hills. Let us reflect on our family and the family of God and how we can build them up rather than destroy them. I know that we show love and grace and more openly show forgiveness. You keep it as we live for you. In your name we pray. Amen.